Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen, back with you on 610 AM Sports ESPN Radio, and ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, because there's definitely a lot to talk about, call us at 888-728-9941. Jeff, let's get this started. Uh, you made it back. Got your red eye back in. You, you awake? Barely. Barely? Barely, yes. And then after you came back from the red eye, you went... Right. I was I was a good soldier. I went up to uh, the President's Cup and uh, got to see the guys starting out. Uh, got to watch them practice. I have never. I, I've gone to a lot of golf tournaments. I've never seen guys so in the zone, right to go. It's like watching football players. Like before before a game starts, they even though they're teammates, they're friends. They are so ready for this. The competition there is so big, and the backdrop's amazing. I and mean, and you said that the the crowd was like Happy Gilmore style. It, they were doing the wave on the first <laughs> hole. There there are guys from different countries. I'm generally anti wave at sports events, by the way. <laughs> I am too. But when you see it at a golf tournament and and it's not like disrupting it, they know when to stop and when to start, and it's pretty amazing. So what did you see out there other than a beautiful day uh, and course? That Team USA is looking good. They're playing well again today. Yep. Right now they're up six to two. There's two more matches to go. Um, and then there's two more days of it. But or maybe one. But that's not the only news that happened this afternoon. I know. Uh, who would have thought? If we did this show two hours ago, we might not have as much news. But we have Pete McKinnon, who is not returning next year. We have Russell Westbrook, who's two and a, two, $205 million richer. For five years. He's going to make $41 million a year. Just process that for one second and the, and the question now is, look they don't get that all it goes to agents and other people i get that but right. just take that number for one second go ahead my head's ready to explode <laughs> I, d- I just can't imagine I, I, in oklahoma city he might own the city now yeah he's he's literally gonna be gonna be happy okay so mccannon's out we'll mm-hmm. get to that with the phillies in a little bit um you went to the president's cup yep. you are still awake Saw for the three show presidents you did see three presidents yeah. they managed to step on an interview opportunity that you had yes the secret service doesn't like when people go out on the course walking around willy-nilly you know i could have had a show by myself if you didn't <laughs> listen to the secret service so you know it just would have been jason Why? i could do it in remote from prison well okay if you want to try next yeah. time we, we okay. can go there Okay, Brett behind the glass doesn't like that. I don't know if he can work on setting up the technicals from behind bars. Come on, Brett. He's not a huge fan. Okay, so we've had some fun to start the show, but this was a pretty crazy week because you said, you know, two hours earlier and it wouldn't be news. If we would have done the show two hours later last week, we would have been on live during the president's rally when he decided to go off on the NFL and taking of a knee and call players SOBs. And yeah, the, the second that happened, I just cringed and went, oh my, we're so, going to have a whole weekend, if not more. So I was wondering, did you know that instantly? Yeah. Uh-huh. Y- you knew all of a sudden. The second I saw the clip, I didn't watch him live, but when I saw the clip, I said, that's it. All weekend, we're going to hear about Before this. we get to that, the president also said that football players aren't tough enough and, you know, and the game. Yeah, you got to focus less on concussions. And you need more. And, and apparently Adams, I guess, needs yeah, to. Yeah, last night, the, yeah. the tra- uh, Trevathan listened. That was a brutal, brutal hit, especially he, after he's the conversations. Be out. That we've had uh, in the Packers game last night. I mean, that was a crown of the helmet to the head while being held up. That was scary. Um, yeah, I, I, I but wish the NFL is not tough enough. Yeah, I, I hope that he's okay. I, I heard this afternoon that he was being released. I believe. Yes. So uh, hopefully he's okay. But that he's, was 
that's a scary moment. And I, and I never understand why. Once the whistle blows, you're done. I was you're surprised not he didn't get. E- I was surprised he didn't get ejected. Yeah. See, in college they have it, and targeting. sometimes yeah, targeting, and it doesn't always work. But the fact that they can go back and, and review the play, and then decide because they call the penalty right away. The 15-yard penalty stands no matter what they say on re- see on replay, but then they decide whether or not it's targeting. Targeting or not, yeah. And then they're out. Yes. Not just for that game, but part of the next game. So I watched what the president did, and, and by background, I've run political campaigns, and I'm going to try not to wear my partisan hat for things. I'm going to try to to make sure that you know we, we talk about this sort of in general. I had a rule when I talked to my candidates when I used to manage campaigns and had an incumbent that you never punch down because you bring somebody up to your level. Mm-hmm. So the president used the biggest bully pulpit in the land to elevate an issue that frankly didn't get as much attention this year as it did last year. Right. I, all of a sudden now, it's everywhere. It didn't get, it, by the way, it didn't get it, almost any attention this year at all. At all. It, the only attention, see, the issue has changed. The original issue was to deal with social injustice. And it now became about kneeling for for the national anthem it's actually and about, about Colin Kaepernick. It's actually about three things. There's sort of three camps, and I like to not paint with too broad of a brush or describe motives. But the way it kind of breaks down that I see it is, there's one with like the the president and people who view it as disrespectful to the flag and the military. Right. There's there's that side of the argument. There's the the players who believe that they're doing it, they're using it as a vehicle that moment in time to raise awareness for equality and uh, issues of brutality among law enforcement. They want more funding. Uh, I saw Doug Baldwin and Malcolm Jenkins both on TV this week talking about some of their proactive things that they'd like to do uh, as opposed to what the coverage often is. Then there's the the side of the NFL, which is kind of co-opting it to make it about unity. Yeah, thanks, Jerry Jones. So now we're locking arms or we're kneeling before the flag and then standing up. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't remember before last year them showing the national anthem on TV very much. They did. And actually, about 10 years ago, players weren't even out for the national yeah, anthem. Yeah, it changed in 2009. The NBA, the, they still don't come it out. It changed for the in 2009 with the NFL sponsorships. Right. And, um, you know. So we could talk about that separately well, of whether. Well, let's tackle the what what happened. What's happened since first, and then go backwards. Okay, go ahead. I think that would be the best way to do it. So the the first thing, which is this taking the knee thing, which I don't know if everybody understands why Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. That wasn't his original plan. And by the way, I'm not defending Colin Kaepernick because I think he's a bad messenger. For the message, I think he's an imperfect messenger. No, I, I think I think what he did with the the pigs, the police. That's pigs why and I the think he's an imperfect messenger. And, and some of the T-shirts he wore, yeah. I think that he's not a good messenger for it. But but he did bring bring about attention to this issue, and he originally was going to sit, is my understanding. Yeah, he talked that, to the green the, the green beret, who was a teammate of his, who's and suggest the teammate, um, an ex vet, was the one who suggested that he take a knee. Because that would be more respectful. Well, and actually, he said, "Take a knee," because we take a knee when a, a coffin passes. Correct. Of a, a fallen veteran, mm-hmm. and so it was trying to come up with a solution that was respectful, while and, still making your statement. And right. now it's been co-opted and and misconstrued for people who would like to make their own arguments about it. Right. 
And, and so now Trump has turned it into the NFL. The players are disrespectful to the flag. Now, uh, I've had, I know that even on my own Facebook page and stuff, I've tried to say to people that, look, no matter what you believe of the message, don't let the de debate is supposed to be healthy in our society. And, and that's the way it's got to be if we're going to have an effective society that continues to move forward. What we have here now is that it's now turned into the, the people who are, are okay with taking a knee versus the people who think that you need to stand for it. And nobody's listening to each other. They're talking past each other. And the message of what was originally supposed to happen is lost. And, and, and you can't say to people, you can't take a knee and turn this into something because guess what the week before there was maybe one player or two players on every other team who were taking a knee and all the people who have said to me i'm not watching football this week because they did it well guess what last week people were doing it too but now because one person with political influence says you shouldn't do it now everybody's up in arms about it and we're no longer having a dialogue about it Let's listen to what Doug Baldwin said about that Seattle Seahawks player. Um, he was asked about that. And, of course, the audio wouldn't work when Why we try and do it. There it we go. During the presentation of colors and during the national anthem. Uh, I think the fact that we're having this conversation um, sheds light on that. You know, if, if we did it anywhere else, we wouldn't be using the biggest platform that we have. You know, and... Uh, We've been able to utilize that and have the conversation. And I know it's, uh, it's you know, made some people uncomfortable, but that was the point. No protest is supposed to make you comfortable. Um, and I think you know, we've utilized that opportunity, this platform, to get a, a very clear and important message across. What would you say to people who feel like the message is being lost because that protest is happening during the anthem? Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I thoroughly and genuinely can understand that. However, um, you know, we think it's important that this message and this topic is, is being discussed and that there's dialogue being pushed, um, you know, and I know for some, it, they want to be taken out of the real world and put into a fantasy world when they get to watch football, but this is not fantasy for us. This is real life. You know, uh, our communities, our families, they're all affected by um, the things that we're talking about. And so um, for us, it's, uh, it's more important than that. So it's not fantasy, it's real life. I, I heard that argument a lot. Stick to sports. Um, I don't really think athletes have ever really stuck to sports. By the way, you know what's ironic about that? Sure. That by the end of this week, all I heard was that Peyton Manning run, may run for Senate. <laughs> well, that that is ironic. The, the other irony is that initially what they wanted to raise attention in a dialogue, mm -hmm. and this week there was a meeting of NFL owners and players with the commissioner at the NFL offices to talk about it. And eight in 10 people, when polled, said that they've heard about it and care about it, whether they agree or disagree. Right. So ultimately, what the president did was fulfill the wishes of the people who started this in that he raised awareness of the issue. That's step one. Well, he did, but... but raised awareness of the, the protest. It, now it's a question of which message survives. Right. I, I, now, raising, raising attention to the message... I think is a good thing. But I don't think people realize that last year when they did this, that it did bring attention to something. Doug Baldwin and a group of players I know in Seattle have repeatedly met with the police department about community policing and ways to make things Malcolm Jenkins better. and the team have met with the police in Philly. Here exactly. About. So, so 
you know, where people sit there and see that, you know, I've heard shut up, just go play the game. A lot of those guys aren't just saying it. They're doing something about it. You just don't know about it every day. And, and that's what you want. If people have the ability through their jobs or anything else, have, have a pulpit to say something to make things better, why would you not want them to take the chance to make it better? They are not doing, none of these, these players are doing anything that requires violence. They're finding a peaceful way to raise awareness of an issue that I think most Americans believe is the way that the utopian world, that's what we would want. I found the debate interesting among people, well-meaning people who come at it from all different sides, those those for it, those against it, those who agree with what the, the issue that they're raising, but not the time that they're choosing to do it. Veterans who said, I didn't go to fight for a flag, I fought for the freedoms that those flags represent. Um, some very powerful commentary from people. So, uh, Pat, Shannon, Pat Tillman's uh, spouse. Well, she didn't like something. the president right. retweeting Pat Tillman that somebody else did, and she doesn't want him to be used for that. Right. Um, it, it it does make people uncomfortable, but I think that's the idea. In order to understand, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Change by definition is uncomfortable. I, I, I always would tell my candidates when running the races where you stand determines what you see and you know if you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes how can you represent them to know why what they need you to fight for or what they want to do that you can maybe give them a, a leg up for and I think that that's part of this dialogue is getting to people to have a better understanding of what each other are going through well the, f- the flag itself is a symbol that that is a very emotional symbol to people, and it should be. It's something that stands for all of us. But, but that's the point. It stands for all of us, and and, I, and they're not they're not burning it. They're not they're not disrespecting it. And and again, remember, taking a knee is something that was suggested by a military person. Yeah. So to, and let, to let me be, be honest, respectful. Uh, look, I, I would I stand and I would I stand. do too. I don't really judge somebody else for doing it, but I'm not. You know, it, it's just it's what I do, but. But it did work. It did, but there was some backlash. Some restaurants stopped showing the games on TV. An advertiser pulled out. And let me ask and you. And anytime a there's protests, you would expect people that disagree to take their own actions and make their voices heard. Let, let, let me ask you a question. The, the sports bar in New Orleans that decided they weren't showing the game last week. When nobody comes to their bar on Sunday, because let's face it, one of the big items on a weekend for a sports bar is showing NFL games. So let's be th- honest. How many weeks are they going to go without? Let's be honest, that game? though. The dollar is going to drive this all. If this right. if this turns and people start to say it's about the flag as opposed to the protests, I wouldn't be surprised if people try to encourage those protests to stop. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just a reality of what it is, and if you don't acknowledge that, like, oh, I think the I think the owners are now going to say, okay, let, let's find better ways to do this. Remember, we were talking last week about whether they were going to have a month of unity. It, I wouldn't be surprised if November now turns out to be the month of unity that the NFL originally said, no, nah, we're not going to do that. So since Colin Kaepernick was left off the front of the Sports Illustrated cover, yeah. I'm going to ask the question, is he going to get a job or is he going to be the the sacrifice that was made to, to make this conversation happen? He's going to be the sacrifice. So you don't think he's going to no. end up after all this conversation? No. And everybody, everybody's taking a knee. Owners are taking a knee. Isn't that 
exposing more of the hypocrisy of what's going on now. Yeah. Everybody can proactively get on the the bandwagon of what they want to do, and the person who did it is basically blackballed. Yes. That's it. Well, there is a hypocrisy to do that. All the other players that took a knee, they're not being fired this week, are they? No, they're not. So what's the difference if you did it first or if you're doing it now? What happens next? I think that I think starting this weekend, you're going to see less of the knee taken. I think that you're going to see the NFL get involved with the players, more in the communities, with the police departments, doing more. I think that there'll be less planting. I'm not saying that teams just do these things, but I think we're going to see less planting of trees, uh, photo ops for players and that kind of stuff. And you're going to see more serious involvement of NFL teams in the communities. So in which the is en- a good thing. In the end, is this a positive? Does this does the the platform that's just being given divide people further or give them the opportunity to move forward from divisions that already exist? I actually think this will help people. I think it'll help bring most people together. There will be people, you know, I, I I've you know on Facebook a friend of a friend of mine from out in, out west said that he canceled his direct tv and he will never watch another yeah, NFL direct tv game. was offering people refunds o- only if you state to them when you call that you stopped watching because, because of, of the, the protest because of the protest yes so if you stop watching because you got a job and you're busy tough you have to pay for it <laughs> yeah so basically you have to fib and say <laughs> yeah, that's the reason you have, you have to say that that's why right um okay i think we've we've kind of talked about that enough for now i wanted to go back to your time in la um <laughs> you got to see the la chargers and and your boy lavar ball up close and personal for a couple of days give me your recap of what you saw let's first go with the sustainability or lack thereof of football in la first of all la is la okay so Nobody cares about football, no matter how many teams you put there and how good they are. Okay, they could go sixteen and zero this year, and neither team is going to draw that huge. The Rams at least had a history there, and the Rams have at least at least have been able to get somewhat of a foothold on the area. They came in first. They they have marketing. They're spending the money. You see their name all over the place. It's not like here. It'll it will never be like like in Philadelphia or New York or Texas or Florida. It just won't be, except for Jacksonville. Um, but San Diego, nobody cares. I mean, I, I was just taking a stroll one night through, like, this mall, and there was a Lids, you know, one of the hat stores. And at the NFL wall, they had about seven or eight Rams hats, a bunch of the other teams, and one Chargers hat. And I was there on Sunday. And Merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was I, w- I I was there on Sunday, and at a home game for the Chargers, which they couldn't sell out a thirty thousand seat stadium, most of which was wearing red. And last time I, I checked, there is no primary color of the Chargers that's red. I wonder how many Eagles fans are going to be at that stadium. This <laughs> oh, weekend. it's going to be packed with Eagles fans. It'll all be green. They actually had uh, planes flying over the stadium. Yeah, you that, sent me this story. Dean Spanos wants to get him to stop flying planes, right? They had hashtag Spanos sucks. They <laughs> they they had uh, free the Chargers, <laughs> all sorts of stuff that these guys have paid for. And Spanos is now trying to get the FAA to block planes from flying over the stadium. But they, they said no, it. right? They denied it. So now he's got to watch people flying planes over that say like "Go yeah. home." And, and and there was talk on sports radio back there, uh, back in L.A. that. 
that that the NFL seriously realizes that there is a problem that they just can't leave San the Chargers there because nobody will ever watch them. How do you send Spanos back to San Diego though? You, you don't. I mean, they had the well. First, you have two problems: the relocation One, fee, right? The owners don't want to give back their twenty-five million dollars each, that, that which is ridiculous. That a team moved two hours up the road and every team got twenty-five That's million dollars. That's an expensive right? move. Yeah. But what, what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to force, if they can, Spanos to sell. Spanos cannot go back anywhere in San Diego. All right. Um, that's enough with Dean Spanos. <laughs> um, real fast, we're going to go to break, but uh, did you see LeVar Ball? I did not see LeVar Ball. But they love him out you there, right? You hear him everywhere, and LeVar Ball is making the Lakers exciting again. Not Lonzo, LeVar. His dad. Yes. <laughs> Guy who says he can beat Jordan. Yes. All right. We'll head to break. This is the heart of sports. Stick with us. When we come back, we'll talk a little football, a little college basketball scandal going on. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey. Those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon residential landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is the Heart of Sports on 610 AM Sports. I'm Jason Springer along with Jeff Cohen. All right, Jeff, so when we were talking before the break, you were talking about your love of LeVar Ball once again. Stop. I don't even want that, like, clipped anywhere. Well, my guess is that he had some opinions about what went on this week, and so I'm going to let this be your legal minute, Jeff. There we go. All right, tell me what happened with the FBI in college basketball, because this isn't just some, like, sanction from the league. I have a headache from talking about Louisville at any point, because it just seems like, it, it just seems like such a dirty program. Okay, but, but so tell he, me what happened this week with the so, FBI, because it's not just Louisville. This is pretty yes. big and significant and will impact college basketball. Oh, this, we've only heard the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, is likely the, the tip of the tip it. of the yeah. iceberg. Because what's, go, what's apparently going on is that assistant coaches... Uh, because the co- head coaches don't want to get caught with this. The assistant coaches are getting bribed to to get pl- players are getting money to go to certain schools. And there's also then there's directing those players to certain agents and then also getting those those and other people, financial advisors, suit right. manufacturers. And, uh, and at the end of all of this, if there's if they become big star players in the nba they've been directed to the shoe companies which seem to be behind a lot of the funding here so on on tuesday the fbi announced that 10 people including four assistant coaches were arrested as part of a three-year investigation including chuck person 
three years for mm-hmm. an investigation. Chuck Person apparently was saying that uh, Charles Barkley used a financial advisor, and that's why somebody else should. I heard Charles talk about it. He wasn't terribly thrilled that his name <laughs> was involved. Gee, I wonder why. So federal prosecutors allege that executives at Adidas funneled $100,000 to the family of a recruit at Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, that was player number two, I believe. And <laughs> They didn't identify him by name. Apparently in the document, coach number, number two... 10. Coach number two is allegedly right. Rick Patino, yeah. who is now on unpaid leave be- from the because team. that's in his contract. He needs seven days notice before he can be fired. Yeah. So do you think they're like waiting till the first hour on the seventh day to say you know hit the road? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean they've he's seen, as and fired AD, as Tom Prices. <laughs> yeah, their their AD was also um, suspended as well. Yes. Uh, it, but but th- but these two clowns survived the last <laughs> scandal. Which is baffling. We had a good 20-minute discussion on this show several months ago about Louisville's last scandal, which involved prostitutes and strippers in you, dorm rooms. You just love any opportunity to rip Louisville, don't you? I, I didn't. I actually grew up liking Louisville basketball. I mean, remember they had... It, where did it go wrong, Jeff? Because they had Milt, they had Milt Wagner from, from Camden. Okay. So so they they actually had a good program. But that was Denny Crum. That was a long time ago. Patino got there, and it's been nothing but trouble. Remember, they actually had the issue where where they they said that they shouldn't get sanctioned that much because the value of yes. the services provided. That, yes. Yeah. In an unofficial filing, they should have been fired for making that argument. So <laughs> it's not just Patino, though. You've yeah. seen other coaches suspended or fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adidas and Nike's offices were apparently raided. Apparently, and there were wiretaps. Wiretaps mm-hmm. and subpoenas. And uh, NBA agent Andy Miller has already got clients cutting ties with him. Yep. This is big. It is. Th- this isn't just your. The NCAA says that you accepted a video game to go play on one night. Yeah, but here's the problem. All this will happen. It'll make lots of news. We'll talk about it a bunch of times. And at the end of the day, likely all that will happen is. Some coaches will get fired. A couple people will go to jail. Some agents you never heard of will not be able to be agents anymore. Some players will not be able to be eligible to go to school, and they'll go to Europe or the NBA, and that'll be the end of it. So the question that you asked me is, is the solution paying players? That Yeah, I did ask you that before the show. I don't see how that stops anything. I don't either. But, but that's, I think it's that, a separate issue. But, but see, that. But every time something like this happens— that's what happens. The advocates of paying the players always use this kind of opportunity is to say that'll solve the problem. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's say they pay them a stipend. How are they going to pay them? What's the, going to be the amount that they're going to pay This guy's them? family got 100 grand. That's not enough. They're not giving Chris them. Chris Webber, 20 years ago, apparently got paid $300,000. So is 100000 enough? Is two, How are you going to determine this? Because, by the way, at most universities, Football and basketball are the only profitable programs. They pay for basically everything else. We have Title IX, so you're going to have to you have to deal with that issue. So where's well, all this money? Some people come from? would say it's not really an issue to deal with. It's you know having all those sports as well for for women to have the opportunity. Right? No, no, I'm not saying you deal with it. I'm saying that 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 they need to have that opportunity. But where are you going to get the money for all of this if you're now going to pay players? So then I heard somebody suggest, well, okay. We can either have schools bid on the players. No, you you cannot bid. do you cannot do that. What could go wrong with an auction for no, young not players? No, au- not an auction style, <laughs> but just saying you know, free let the free market deal with it. Oh, 
because then the only where money that well, the only place that money can come from is boosters. Okay, so that's a bad idea because boosters are already paying for college football coaches and stuff like that. So the other one was let the market determine what their each of their value is by jersey sales. Can, how is that going to work? Is this surprising to you that this happened? No. No. I mean, every couple I mean, of years there's a the, college the basketball outrage, The outrage seems to be like, how could this happen? This is awful. I don't see how it couldn't happen when you have the situation run the way it is between AAU and and players coming up through there and shoe deals with schools and shoe deals with coaches and I mean, did, I just did it, did it cross your mind when I saw all this It immediately crossed my mind, maybe just because I'm jaded at this point. But but it immediately crossed my mind is is the end result of all this is they're going to find gambling problems that that you now have all this money changing hands. Somebody's going to have the goods on somebody else. These all if if enough of these kids are getting paid, somebody's going to be able to blackmail somebody. This is this is shady. All these these private programs, these AAU programs. This this is the kind of thing that I always rail on because you know where I'm going next, which is this all starts at such a young age that this is why the parents act like lunatics at the games is because they all think their kid's going to be the next. Hey, I'm one a to new parent. I hope not to be a lunatic. Thank you. Uh, I pray that he's that you're not a lunatic. I my kid, if he's anything like me, he <laughs> won't have the skill to let me be a lunatic, so that won't be a problem at all. But but so then here's the other question: Should Louisville get the death penalty? You've been screaming about this all well, week. Okay, well if SMU got the death penalty, and if anybody's ever n- not seen the thirty for thirty, I on would that, think that people in watch. Louisville would disagree with you. Of course they would. <laughs> But but anybody anywhere, how could Louisville not get the death penalty? What more do you have to do as a college program? I just you're focusing on Louisville. I think this is so much. Bigger oh, I think than this that. is bigger than that. But but Louisville's got a, now a string. I mean, <laughs> they've got a bunch of scandals over the last twelve months. Where does it end? Like, what more would you have to do in order to, in actually to get the death penalty? Other schools with coaches that were implicated, Miami, mm-hmm. Auburn, Arizona, Oklahoma State, and There'll USC. Be more. There will be more. And look, if this was a three-year investigation with wiretaps and money fraud, and I mean, this is... Who's the big fish they're going after? That's what I want to know. What I, I ask this all the time about everything, you know, politics, when people do strategy, everything. What's the end game? Like, who do... You, you investigate this, okay, is it taking out top coaches? Is it changing the structure of the NCAA? I've seen Congress wanting to talk about that. What is the ultimate goal? That's what I don't Because you get, can't say you know to clean more. up basketball mm-hmm. because arresting all these people doesn't necessarily clean up basketball. It may scare them into doing it less to think that somebody might be doing something. But Yeah, ask the question you're going to ask. Well, go ahead. No, you were going to ask a question. I, I just... To what end? Like, what's the end game here? I don't know. I, 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 there must be something more that they're trying to accomplish. This this is just the first complaint. I mean, three years so, of resources right. is a lot they, of... They didn't do this to get rid of 10 coaches, an agent, and a couple financial advisors, and to slap Adidas and Nike on the rest, right? There's 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 more here. Unless their goal is to, to literally just scare all these coaches to think, gee, was I wiretapped? I better not lie. That's... No, I thought you're. I'm giving you the opportunity. Here. No, go ahead. You're you totally missing about I, the I Urban, Mar- Urban Meyer comment. 
He so, said, well, Urban Meyer, I, I mean, you just don't want to say, you don't want to praise Urban Meyer as a Michigan guy. And I, I'm going to make sure that you say it. <laughs> okay. Urban Meyer actually said something intelligent. <laughs> that pained you to, it, it, to it, say there. It does. A, because remember, Aaron Hernandez played for, easy for Urban there. Meyer. And so did a whole lot of players. Okay. That okay. Just character. give him credit but, for what he said. Yeah. Urban Meyer Take said off your Michigan that, that, it, that if. A coach or an assistant coach gets caught lying to the NCA intentionally. You shouldn't slap him on the ridge. It should be an automatic suspension ban. That's it. You're out. And, and I think there's something to be said for that because it's the same coaches who keep getting in trouble time and time again. Well, if you've got a, a take on whether or not coaches should be banned, whether Louisville should get the death penalty or anything else, give us a call at 888-728-9941. Jeff, why don't we move into some of our NFL picks before the end of the segment, okay? Sure. So last week was not a great week for either of us. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was 7-8. and eight, You were 6-9. and nine. Ouch. So um, I am right now 13-2 and two after three weeks. Or Sorry, I am 20-10. Uh, and 10, You are 18-12 and 12 Okay. I'll going into that. this week. You'll mm -hmm. take that? Mm -hmm. All right. You're going to wake up early for the London game, Saints at Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, you, you know I you will. will. Yeah. You know you will. Uh -huh. You watched last week. Well, actually, no, because I might be going to the President's Cup for the final day, if there is a final day. If there is a final day. Yeah. What's the score now? The score right now was 7-2 to two last I checked. 8-2. to 8-2. to two. Eight There to may two. not be a final day for yeah, you. Yeah, because you need Do 15. they play it if they're... If no. They, uh -uh. So they would just stop? What happens to everybody who got tickets? Do they get refunds? <laughs> no, that's is it. it. Like, is it that's like it. You're buying... happy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. All right. That's interesting. All right. Saints at Dolphins. Saints minus three. Dolphins. All right, I got the Saints going into that. I don't know why, but I'm taking the Saints. Panth I'll, I'll bet you Drew B Brees doesn't take a knee. <laughs> well, they're all going to stand and lock arms, I, I think. I know, but Drew Brees has probably been the most vocal about not taking About not taking yeah. a knee, mm -hmm. yeah. And, it, you know, it's something to watch this week. Mm -hmm. And, look, the president's going to have Twitter this weekend, so we'll see what everybody's saying. Well, he's saying supposed about... to be at the President's Cup on Sunday. Well, maybe he'll be tweeting about That's taking right. a knee from the President's yeah. Cup. You, could go, you should go there and ask him a question on behalf of the heart of sports. You should go. Okay, so I here's would the love question. to ask any How president dedicated a question. are you to this show? Yeah. Because... Secret Service will be there. Yeah. Will you risk going to jail for us to get an interview with? No, I've been vetted before, but I'm not. I, I think I, if you're truly committed to the show, when they ask you to move, you'll yeah. say, or what? Well, I still won't get the interview. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, I just find it more entertaining. If so. I thought I was going to get the interview, it would be one thing. But all they're going to do is pick me up with two guys bigger than I am, and they're going to drag me off the court. So all I need is video and audio of that, and we got a segment for next week's show. Oh, so that's your that's your new idea of a well, selfie? Well, if you're not going to be here, then i got to have something for it. All right, back to the picks. Panthers and yeah. Patriots. Patriots giving up nine. Patriots. Right, you give them 19, it would make a <laughs> we difference We both got the Pats. Me. Rams at Cowboys. I'm taking Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, Doesn't God, that pain I, you? Yes. I hate taking yeah. the Cowboys. The Lions-Vikings game was off the board when why? I checked. Well, I'll, you make your pick first, and then I'll tell Vikings. you why. Vikings. Okay, uh, Lions, because Sam Bradford's not going to play. So what? He didn't play last that's week. Why he's off the, that's why it's off the board, I think. But didn't the Vikings win last week? They did. Okay. I, so Sam, Sammy Sleeves. Who was the quarterback for the Vikings last week? Case Keenum. Yeah, well, he's a superstar. Sammy Sleeves not in there this week. <laughs> Titans and Texans. Texans. I got the Titans. We'll see what happens there. I, I just don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to have it. But kudos to Deshaun Watson, by the way, who did you know that um, his family got one of the first homes that Warwick, Warwick Dunn, Dunn donated and he paid it forward this week and donated his first game check to a bunch of cafeteria workers in Houston. Mm -hmm. So, again, good on the athletes for 
doing those things in the community that really make a difference. We don't talk about well, the, that. Does J.J. Watt say to Deshaun Watson, hey, man, this was my <laughs> gig. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> don't try and take my headlines. All right, Jaguars at Jets. Uh, the Jaguars made Baltimore look silly last week. Uh, we both got the Jags. Can, can I just take care of the next 16 weeks? Sure. Anytime you ask and there's a Jets in it, I'm picking the but other But the team. Jets won. Uh, they won a game. Who cares? I'm not picking them again. Just, you have no faith. No, the, the Jets stink. No faith in the J-E-T-S, yes. Jets, Jets, Jets. Okay, no problem. I, I I had a friend call me, I mean text me from the Jets game saying that he was completely surrounded by teal and orange. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens in seasons like this. Yeah. Bengals at Browns. Browns. Okay, so I'm taking the Bengals because they fired their offensive coordinator, and I'm thinking that they're actually going to open up the playbook this week and let Andy Dalton throw the ball to A.J. Green and, and actually run the ball. So I'm going to go with the Bengals, and we'll see what happens there. Steelers yeah, well, and Ravens. No, but what's the, here's the big story out of that. Vontez Perfect gets reinstated this week. Oh, boy. How many intentional fouls does he get? Yeah, how, how many penalties does yeah. he get? Steelers or Ravens, both teams coming off bad losses last week. Steelers. Uh, well, wait. The Ravens' loss was a lot worse than the Steelers' loss. I didn't say we were comparing. I just said they both had bad losses. I'm going to go with the Ravens for that. Bills at Falcons. Falcons giving seven and a half. Falcons and their dollar hot dogs. Uh, with uh, dollar hot dogs with Chick Fil A closed on Sunday. Yeah, that's. Uh, but the, so the thing is about that, by the way, everybody's like, "Oh, Chick Fil A is closed Sunday. Why would you put it in a stadium?" They do realize that there's like events at the stadium on other days, right? right? You see, they it flips. Yes, yeah, so it becomes something else. else. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I didn't get that. Giants at Buccaneers. Come on, take your Giants, man. Bucks. Take your Giants. Nope. Come on. We're going to talk about your Giants next segment. Nope. Come on, you can not, do it. Not All right, well, I'm taking your Giants. Okay. Uh, because I, uh, Buccaneers, have, Buccaneers have uh, some injuries. I actually thought that the Giants played pretty well in the second half against the Eagles, scoring 24 points Just in the fourth, the fourth quarter. quarter. Um, look, if, you're, if your punter can kick the ball more than 34 yards, Eagles aren't getting that opportunity. So let's Brad be. Wing, superstar. Brad Wing, superstar. Uh -huh. Eagles at Chargers, the L.A. Fighting Chargers, where there may be more Eagles fans than Chargers fans. Eagles. I'll go with the Eagles as well, though I am a little worried. We'll talk in the next segment. Could be a trap game going Fletcher. out there. Also, Fletcher Cox is out. Fletcher Cox is out. Uh, you know, Seattle, or, uh, Sandy, uh, <laughs> I can't even say who they are. The Chargers are now 0-3, <laughs> although they kind of could have won a bunch of those games. So they're not as bad as their record says they Free are. Free the Chargers. Free the Chargers. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to get a sign. Niners at Cardinals. Cards. I'm taking the Niners, and I really have no idea See, why. See, Carson Palmer is third in the league in, in yards passing. Should I change the, my the, pick? Do you see who the three top quarterbacks are in yards passing? No. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Carson and, Palmer. And Carson Palmer. Where's who Carson? Are like a combined like 150 Where's Carson Wentz on that list? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, come on, man. Got to know that stuff. Raiders at Broncos. Broncos. We're both taking the Broncos. Colts at Seahawks. 13-point spread for the Seahawks, giving up at home. I'd get, I'd take the Seahawks with the 13. We're both taking the Seahawks. And Monday night, Redskins at the fighting Andy Reeds. The Chefs. I'll take the Chiefs also. All right. So that's our picks this week. We'll see how we are coming off of uh, next week's show. Uh, let's take a break. Stick with us on the Heart of Sports. We're going to do a wraparound of all the things going on here in Philadelphia sports. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-337. 
1-800-500-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. We're back with you here on The Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen. All right, Jeff, let's get to some Philadelphia sports. Last week, uh, Eagles beat their Giants. Your initial thoughts. Big question. How many people bought Elliott jerseys this week? A lot. Did you th- do you think they started selling them? No. Why not? I, I don't know. I just don't think that they did. But, I mean, a 61-yarder is pretty impressive. J- just let me tell you, I went to a Ravens game down in Baltimore last year. Well, Justin Tucker is amazing. You the, can't, the number one jersey in that is stadium Justin is Tucker. Justin Tucker. That's because Justin Tucker is a great kicker. I've had him on my fantasy team, and Sean Kennedy, who comes in studio a lot, uh-huh. um, knows him very well because Randy Brown, the mayor of, of Esham, is his kicking coach with mm-hmm. the Ravens. Tucker is a spectacular football he is. player. And he's entertaining. He's got to dance after every he, one of he these is. game he's, he's very, very entertaining. Yes. Okay, so uh, Elliot basically kicked it from the Eagles logo. Yeah. I, I was more worried it was going to be blocked than it would be short for Odell Beckham. Well, yeah, because you have to kick it low. Uh, by the way, Odell Beckham was back there trying to catch the uh, the missed field goal. Was he going to take a, a kneel again and you can um, run. try and be a dog? And I think pee? you can run. Seriously, what was his stupid touchdown celebration? I'm embarrassed. I, I, I can't. He is just such an enigma. He's so incredibly talented, and he is so incredibly stupid, all wrapped up in one package. So he's basically a double like, like, on like, the Giants. You, you know, it, it's like when you don't want to you don't want to give your kid a lot of room because the second you give them that extra rope, they do something stupid to go beyond it. So the NFL says to the players, you know what? We're going to let you celebrate. We're going to make it a little more fun. Just don't don't act stupid. And and what happens? Odell Beckham goes out there and acts like an idiot. For those who didn't see it, it looked like he was a dog urinating on, on a the fire hydrant or something. On the fire hydrant yeah. and was. I mean, look, he made two nice catches, but come on, for no, real. No, and, and then and then he goes and he goes running towards the stands and he starts yelling at the fans. It's like, you know, and he said he was going to cut it out after last year. Yeah, how's that working out for you? It's not. So let's go back. It was the third longest game-winning field goal ever, apparently, in the NFL, and it set an Eagles franchise record again. It was set up because. Brad Wing shanked a punt 34 <laughs> yards. How do you do that, Jeff? You can't blame the You punter. have one job, Jeff. It's the Jeff. poor punter. One job. <laughs> it, all your job is is to kick in those situations. It didn't happen. Eagles finally ran the ball effectively. Smallwood had 12 carries for 71 yards. LeGarrette Blunt 12 carries, 67 yards. 39 rushing attempts for 193 yards. 
now? Will he stay doing that, or was no. that just one week to show everybody that he Come can call? Come on, Ryan? he's not staying with that. But it was fun to watch. He, well, look, I'm less worried about who the running back is carrying the ball as long as they're given the handoffs. Well, it's not going to be Sproles now. No, that he's, was a that's terrible a injury on the same play. Injuries. He broke his he broke he broke his arm and tore his ACL. Maybe the end of his career. That's a shame. Um, he, I mean, he's been a, a great player for three separate teams for extended periods of time. Yeah, tough loss for the team. Yeah. And uh, you Including can't really... the San Diego charge. Yeah, you can't, you can't really <laughs> replace him. Uh, they signed Kenyon Barner, who will probably return kickoffs and allow Smallwood to, to not put himself at risk there. He'll probably no, have... instead Smallwood will put himself at risk every time he misses a block. So, I, I don't know if you watch. I actually thought yeah. that his blocking was better this week. He picked, he... Up a, he picked up a, a blitz that, that allowed a, a big play to happen... Better than the last couple weeks. Again, he's not a good blocker yet. Yeah, if you ISO on him watching a game, his blocking technique is horrible. How dominant was the Eagles' defensive line? They they had two fourth down stops, Mm -hmm. which you may not have liked the play calling as a Giants fan, but they held the Giants to 49 rushing yards and two rushing first downs. I'm never going to like the play calling for the Giants. No. No. He's a horrible coach. Eli's way past his prime. And somebody sent me last week... A photo, I think I sent it to you, was a photo of the Giants offensive line, which was five garbage <laughs> kids. Garbage kids. <laughs> so after three games, the Eagles are number three in touchdowns, yeah. 23.3 points a game. Number three on third down, 48.8% completion. And number one in time of possession, 34 minutes, 12 seconds. They and really, Zach Ertz is a machine. A machine. He's leading the league in targets and receptions among tight ends. Really has he's sort of that security blanket now for Wentz. Well, he's always had that potential. It just seems that the second half of the season is when he has the problem. Well, let's so let's it's, hope it's still that early. He's able to do it. Yeah, Doug's record's much better in September than it is the rest of the well, season. Well, this week I think they are going to have to pass more because you got Joey Bosa. You have a very good defensive line in, in San Diego. I'm going to keep saying it whether you like. You can correct me anytime you want, but I'm going to keep saying San Diego. So you, ha- I don't even know where we are right now. <laughs> so I'm not going to correct you of anything. But but their their defensive backfield is already obliterated. Every year San Diego has a ton of injuries, and this year they lost their who, who could be all pro player in Jason Verrett if he ever stayed healthy. But he's out. So I expect Doug to go back to passing. You think the Eagles will win? I worry that it's a trap game. Big win last week. Emotional. Flying out west. Um, the Eagles are going to fly on Saturday instead of Friday. Why? Uh, Doug said that the, their studies had said that it was better for the body. I don't know. Their analytics people said to go for it on 4th and 8th. So. I, I always thought that it would be better to get out there and get acclimated. Uh, to so did I, but apparently not. Um, this is their trip where they go and come back. Later in the season, they go out and they stay in California in between games. Yeah, but here's the good news. is that If you ever watch a San Diego Chargers game, there's always the same theme, which is even if they play well, they lose at home in the last drive every time i just want to see so, how many fans they have at the stadium this week and how oh, many of them are eagles fans. i would bet you it's over 50 percent eagles fans all right let's talk phillies in fact i bet you hear the eagles chant oh i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait um so the phillies are gonna have a new manager now were you surprised by the move i was i mean i've said that i thought dusty wathan would be a great coach up here who uh, is he, for he has you don't know he for those that you uh, haven't followed he was at single a lakewood and won a championship there he was at reading for a few years and then he's been last year he was at the iron pigs in this year 
and he's been up with the big club since the end of the minor league season. He, so he's basically all the guys that you're starting to see and like, he's kind of been with them all the way up. And, and he's done a great job. I mean, look what he did with Nick Williams this year or last year. I mean, he, he turned him into somebody who was starting to get a reputation, wrong or right, um, that he wasn't hustling. Got him to focus on that, and he came to the big leagues, and that's part of his thing now is how hard this guy hustles. And I, I think that he's the kind of guy, he has the demeanor, he has the base, baseball acumen. I just think that he would be the right. He's not, he's not going to be the sexy pick media-wise. So is that the direction that they go, do you think, or do they think that, that you think that they go for a big name and make a splash? I don't know. You were talking to me beforehand about somebody like Buck Showalter. Well, look, I, I don't want that. I'm not saying I want him, but you look at the connection to Andy McPhail. Right. Um, he's play. He's you know groomed in a, in the, with the Orioles. They had young players that they brought up. Right. Machado is going to be a free agent after next season. Potentially try and lure oh, him here I would if they love want him. To have him here. So I mean, there's there's reasons why it's an intriguing name. The Orioles may let him go at the end of the season, potentially. Right. I'm not sure if that's the direction that the team would go, but he does have a pedigree for taking young teams and building them into contenders. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what direction they're going to go, what other managers are available and, and get let go at the end of the season, but there's the opportunity to turn around. They, they've been, what, 37 and 39 in the second half, I believe? They've, they've done really well. I mean, and, and you know... McKinnon said yesterday, yesterday the day before, that they need a frontline starter to stabilize a rotation. They do. I'd love for Novo to be or Aaron Nola to be the two, and have a number one because yeah. that's a really good one-two punch. McKinnon served a real purpose for the 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 redevelopment of the team. He was willing to take the hit. He was very honest with the media. Um, he seemed to be very honest with the players. We'll see what what impact it had long term, but short term he was the disciplinarian that they needed. Now the question is whether they bring in somebody young who's a little maybe a little more patient, a little less. I mean, the problem's going to be is Oduble. It it just seems like as long as he's here, we're going to have these moments where we shake our head, and there are going to be moments where we just cheer him on, and it's just going to be that struggle. If you put a good enough time. team around him, can you cover for that? Yeah, uh, he's that talented. I mean. I don't know who it was on the Phillies that identified him in the Rule 5 draft, but they did a genius of a job developing a guy who was never above double A when he got here. So are you a guy who will watch postseason baseball with the Phillies out? Because yeah. I love I went to a postseason baseball. I love the fact that they have like four games during a day starting at noon on all the different channels, and I can watch straight from noon, a game at four, a game at seven or eight, game at 10 or 11 for the first round. Uh, I enjoy that, even though the Phillies will uh, I think there's going to be an incredible playoffs. I hope we get a chance to talk about it because there's a lot of good teams. Well, we do and have an hour each week on the air, so yeah. if you want to talk about it, we can. Well, if, the, if Friday <laughs> afternoon keeps turning into like news between 3 and 5. Right, news dump central, yeah. then, then we have to talk about other stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, are you excited the Sixers will get their preseason underway next Wednesday? Embiid played a half-court 5-on-5, five I heard. I heard Colangelo on the radio earlier and I, I felt a little bit better about it. I, I don't know that he's necessarily being held out for health. Uh, I think he's he's in position where they're going to play him. And I think well, that there's there's all there's, there's this there's, contract talk. Well, that's it. So there's the other issue that people didn't really really weren't focusing on, which is this contract talk. Is that you have a guy who has this incredible potential, but hasn't realized it, but for 
you know, 20 some odd games that he had in, in, in a quarter of a season in the middle of last year. So they have to decide by the middle of October whether they're going to sign him to an extension and whether it's going to be a max extension. Otherwise, you got to wait till after the season. I would do it. Well, why not wait? What's the harm? Because if you, if you know you're gonna, if you know you're gonna sign him to the max, you're gonna be stuck signing him to the max. Let's say you can't get a discount on him before this signing period is over. He only becomes a restricted free agent. So the worst thing that can happen is you end up signing him for the same amount that you would have to sign him now, and you get to see if he can make it through a season. What happens if they sign him and he turns into, dare I say it, Andrew Bynum? That's a risk that I would take. I, that, I I happen to view him as a transformational player if he can stay on the court, and sign, I would want to sign him and get him and send a message. Look, this team hasn't signed anybody that's been drafted long-term from the tank. Right. Now, one player is a long-term commitment. At some point, you need to draw a line and say, we are making a commitment. To me, he is worth the risk. Well, yeah, but what's I don't see what what taking the risk now is worth instead of waiting till the end of the season. You lose nothing. I, There's no downside. I think it shows a commitment going into the season. I think yeah, if you wait it, till it, the end of the season, you're being the Sixers. You're no, waiting. It, no, to no, me, no. it's a chance that I would take. It, and and what are you going if he blows out whatever injury he has next? He, and he's he, going to do that anyway. He's going to do it whether you pay him or not. No. If that's going to happen, that's going to happen. If he gets another season-ending injury five games into the season, are you going to sign him after the season to a long-term deal? Depends on his health at that point. Well, I'm talking. He's about not going to warrant the same money then, right? Look, so I, then what's the downside? I'm just saying I wouldn't play with it at this point. I understand the commitment because you could do the same thing that Oklahoma City just did with Russell Westbrook. But you're not going to pay him two hundred five million dollars. You're going to pay him a max deal. You're going to. Depends what you sign him for. And, now. and if he becomes a max deal, you're going to have an albatross around your neck for the next three to five years, and that's going to be it. Then you're going to have to go into tanking mode. And guess what? You can't do the Sam Hankey thing after 2018. Aren't you just Mr. Optimistic? Why not? Why can't you do that? Because that's the, right. The, the geniuses at the NBA said now the bottom three teams are going to have the same odds. Do you really think that's going to stop the tanking? To me, the answer to this is, and I know there's a risk to it, is that it should be in reverse order to where you are after the playoffs. So the teams that don't make the playoffs, because that'll make them compete till the end. So the team with the best record that doesn't make the playoffs gets the number one pick. I think that that way you make you force teams to be competitive, even if they're out of the playoffs. I just think the, tr the Sixers are trendsetters. They force the league to change the rule. Okay, so they did. I mean, if you look at it, so how many uh, Okafors can the Sixers have on one team? Apparently two. Uh, <laughs> where'd well, that come from? Well, so it wasn't bad enough you had one that you barely plays now and never plays defense. Now you have a guy who hasn't played since 2013 in the NBA. And okay. I'm not sure what the point of that was. I, I don't know. I, I think it's just veteran. They're looking for veterans with the How many center, centers do we need? I, I don't think it's about that. I think it's players on the bench to groom the young players. I think they're they're looking for people to teach them how to be professionals. That's all they're looking a for and right now. Emeka Okafor is going to be the one to do that. He's played and traveled in the NBA, so that's what they would say. You okay. got to have leaders. You NBA, can't have NBA guys. landscape continued to change this week too. Dwayne Wade takes a buyout, goes to Cleveland. Carmelo Anthony traded to the Thunder. Another player gone from the Eastern Conference. Yes, Thoughts. which makes it better for the Sixers. So the Cavalier, it'll be the Cavaliers and the um, Raptors and the Celtics for this year. 
and I think the Sixers make the playoffs. Cavs have an oddly constructed roster. It's just it doesn't matter as long as you have LeBron. You're going. That's to the, basically you're the getting way to the Cavs and Golden State again. Yeah, I mean that's where it's going. Well, well, only how about Milwaukee, your son's team? I think that they're going to have a good season. I mean, Min- what about Minnesota too? Because Minnesota got Jimmy Butler. Well, they're in the West. They're young group. They're in the West, though. I I don't think that they're going to be able to take on the Warriors yet. I just don't think that that's going to happen. I don't know. I think that I think that team is young and they're going to be exciting to watch. Last minute Flyers start after the Sixers preseason this coming Wednesday night. They play out west against San Jose. Looks like Claude Drew is going to start on the left wing. I like it. Yeah, something that for a while he's he's fast. So putting Couturier, in, I think it's going to be the line's going to be Couturier as the center. Yes. Who's a big center. With, Vore, with Voracek and on the right wing and is, Drew on the left wing. That is wing. a ton of speed. That, and that's a ton of talent right there. Here's what I hope, that they don't give up on it after two games if it doesn't work. Well, we will watch and we'll have plenty to talk about next week after we see it happen. Any last thoughts, Jeff? Uh, for uh, our Jewish friends, it's uh, Yom Kippur tonight. And I uh, hope everybody has an easy fast. Uh, unfortunately for me, there's no Michigan football this week. You're not Jewish. Eat a lot of food. So, yep. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week on The Heart of Sports. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.